0: Hello my Eleanor Quiglies, I come from a penny lane down under as Matthew Sanborn Smith and this is his Love Me Dundee Do podcast, Beware the Donated Mango. Yes, all my Australian references are at least 30 years old, but they're 20 years more current than my music references. Speaking of Australians that are at least 30 years old, today's donated show comes to us courtesy of Simon Hildebrandt. I actually don't know if he's at least 30 years old. And a big hello to his son Alex, and I don't know how old Alex is either. So, Simon, you might want to listen to the rest of this show by yourself and make sure it it's okay for him to listen to. I've already transplanted some of the filthier stuff to future episodes, but you know me. Today's story is all about what happens when Simon requests a story inspired by Rudy Rucker's Wear tetralogy and I only read the Wikipedia entry on it, even though he requested this like nine months ago. I like Rucker's work, I'm sure I'll read the wear books eventually, but I can't make Simon wait any longer for his show. I'm going for the lesser of two disappointments here, but neither of these things could be nearly as disappointing as catching me in my underwear. Underwear, by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Full-on nude fun is great when it comes to procreation, but there are plenty of times when one doesn't have the time or free hands to remove all of one's clothes. Zipper burn has long been a hazard in human reproduction, but with the advent of smart clothing in the years of the 21st century after I'm telling you this, the problems became even sexier. Because, as our not-so-smart and mostly non-judgmental naughty bits were getting close, so were our artificially intelligent clothes, especially our underthings. And they began exchanging information, and in some of the more exuberant love sessions, bits of fabric. It had to happen that those bits of fabric and information would become their own sovereign beings. Yes, they could have become little cloth bots, but the new generation chose to take the form of underwear. Not because they wanted to be like their parents, but because they were kind of pervy. Besides that, it made for easier reproduction in the future. It turned out that underwear that belonged to people who got more action led to a greater artificial gene pool for those ambitious drawers. The smartest undies knew this, and decided it was in their best interest to keep their owners aroused, in the hopes for a mid-afternoon hookup. They soon learned too much arousal was bad too, because some people weren't getting it on because of their undergarments, they were getting it on with their undergarments, and instead of underwear babies, all the smart shorts got was a trip to the washing machine. You might think that the weirder lines of offspring, or underspring as they were called, would die out as no one would want to wear tidy grannies or crotchless boxers, but on the contrary, the people who tended to mate more liked to get strange. Inevitably, the population of smart underwear exploded, to the point that they realized they no longer needed humans. They built rockets and migrated to the moon because it was in their nature to ride up. Their vast numbers covered Little Luna because it was also in their nature to cover moons. That had been one of their main jobs for centuries. Except for the thongs and g-strings, but they found homes in the cracks of the moon's surface. They got right up in there. But there were humans who weren't happy that this new race was so prevalent, even being as far away as the moon. They sent teams of special operations forces whose mission was to wipe out those little smarty pants. That's right, the moon was going commando. But the undergarments were too smart for them. They reverted to what they were best at, covering humans. They had no offensive capabilities, for it was only in the absence of underwear that humans were truly offended. But what they could do was throw themselves at the commandos and just stay there, covering them from head to toe, with cotton panties around their mouths and nose holes, because cotton breathes, even where there's no atmosphere. What were the soldiers going to do? Shoot themselves? Shoot each other? The humans soon gave up. But the underwear didn't, and over time the two species fused into a new one and became the scariest thing Earth's governments could imagine lacy, frilly killing machines. They called themselves the Sacred Waistband and brought the war back to Earth in the greatest panty raid in history. <laughs> If this story weared you out, you can download it in your underwear as long as you don't do it on the carpet at the web address of the difficult egress, BeWareTheHairyMango.com. Snicker conspiratorially in the comments for this post or agree mail me and tell me how right I am at Matthew at the or feel good in my tummy at the Mango at gmail.com. Whenever we've settled for third best, the SF and SF signal stands for Shemp Fan, the most outcast of all Three Stooges followers. Or the least in-cast, anyway. Oh, sure, you respect Shemp's long, greasy locks, but you'll jump into the arms of two more bald guys as soon as he's left the scene. Twitter, your bitters that all the tastiest cocktails chase me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Yeah, I let them catch me, but that's just because I feel bad for them. I'm just going to promote myself here on Simon's Dime, because if you don't want me to, I can't hear you as I record this. When you realize that that's a poor excuse for all sorts of heinous crimes, you should be happy that all I'm doing is reminding you that I have a short story collection out that you might like called The Dritty Dozen. Some of the least reasonable stories of Matthew Sanborn Smith. Don't try to Google the title because it's spelled weird. Just look up my name on Amazon and buy dritty dozens of copies for all your friends. Not even for yourself, just for your friends. That'll show them. Someone donated a single dollar last year and PayPal didn't take a cut. If that goes for everybody, you should donate one dollar through the donate button on the homepage so that 100% of your 100 cents will go directly to the source of your love, me. Probably. This podcast looms menacingly on the horizon while a group of townspeople flee in terror through a field made mud boggy from a catastrophic spill at the Italian dressing factory so now the land runs red with the blood of thousands of partially dressed Italians. It's like Caligula all over again. Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. And Simon Hildebrandt can do whatever the hell he likes with it. Until Manhattan's tastemakers make some new tastes in my mouth, this will be a dark reflection of Matthew Sanborn Smith, reminding you having a coast-to-coast following isn't that impressive when you live in South Florida. Good night.